Facebook has entered a phase of growing pains. We all have those. You know, that's what my mom used to tell me whenever I had something that hurt when I was growing up. She said, oh, it's just growing pains. Well, well Facebook's facing a little bit of, of that. Uh, recent publicity has not been kind to that particular company with charges of voter manipulation and other things. Uh, they even say that some things published on Facebook are not true. <laughs> Oh, tell me it's not so. Something on the Internet's not true. Uh, probably of more significance to the people at the Facebook company is some of the competition that they've begun to face. It's no longer the only social media uh, company on the radar. The landscape is littered with all kinds of different social media companies, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the Instagrams, and whatever new companies started this week that I have yet to have heard about. They're all over the place. The Pew Research Group estimates that Students of age 13 to 17 in 2014 and 2015, 71% were on Facebook. But as of this year, that's dropped to only 51%. Uh, Technology and teenagers march on. (laughs) The only thing that will not change is that things are always going to change. Now, the first century, back when the Bible was written. Uh, It didn't have computers, obviously, didn't have smartphones, but they did have social media. They didn't even have newspapers or reporters, but news still traveled widely. Paul encourages the Thessalonian believers because they were making some headlines on social media for all the right reasons. He writes about it here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We're going to start reading in verse 8. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell you how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. When a social media post is read by thousands or even millions of people, it's said to have gone viral. That photo of a cat wearing bunny ears, riding in a pouch of a a kangaroo, it just keeps getting watched over and over and over again. What if our life could be like that? Apparently, that was the case for the believers in Thessalonica. Everyone was talking about the extraordinary difference that God had made in their life. What if that could be true for us, too? What would it take to live a life for Christ that goes Viral. We're going to take a look at what happened in Thessalonica and explore whether or not that could happen right here in Springfield, Missouri today. Well, first of all, you've got to get people talking. We have the old saying, you know, people will talk. Now, usually we, we use that in a negative kind of a connotation. You know, somebody does something that wasn't exactly what they should have done, and then everybody starts talking behind their back. Well, the Thessalonians had turned that on its head without really even trying. In the previous verses of this chapter, Paul has described their faith. We've looked at that over the last couple of weeks. 
how they had a belief that resulted in a change in their life, a dramatic transformation. And that transformation had led them to work diligently in the ministry for the kingdom of God. And that was great. They were living for Christ because they believed in Christ. And Paul gives thanks to God for all the extraordinary transformation that he has seen in the lives of the Thessalonians. But it didn't stop in Thessalonica. Their ministry was limited to where they could go. They could minister to the people around them in Thessalonica. And some of them had traveled just to some of the close-by communities. But their physical ministry was limited to where they could physically go. But their impact was not limited by where they could travel. Listen to what Paul writes. He says in verse 8, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Paul's missionary travels took him all across the Roman Empire. He was planting churches. He was training believers. He was writing letters of encouragement as quickly as he could. But he quickly realized a problem. Even as prolific as his missionary activities were, it was a painfully slow process. And as bad as that was, there were places that Paul wanted to visit. There were places he wanted to share the gospel of Christ But life had prevented him from being able to get there. And and his prayer was, how will these people hear about Jesus? Then something amazing started to happen. Something faster than any boat or donkey that Paul could ride. The gospel was spreading to places even before Paul could get there. How was that happening? Well, it was happening by what we sometimes call the fence post conversation. As people went about their day, they would have conversations about life. They'd talk to each other about the weather. They'd talk to each other about Roman taxation. They'd talk to each other about the best camel burger in town. They'd just talk about whatever happened to be on their mind at the moment. But in this instance, they were talking about something else. Hey, have you heard about the Thessalonians? Something's going on down there. Something has changed. Paul mentions two specific regions, Macedonia, which was to the north of Thessalonica, and Achaia, which was to the south. People there had heard about the incredible impact Christ had in the city of Thessalonica, and they were talking about it. And as they were talking about it, it wasn't just these two close-by areas. It was spreading everywhere. It went viral. Information that goes viral has some staggering numbers. The most liked Instagram photo has had more than 18 million likes. The most watched video on YouTube has had 4. Point, or excuse me, 5.45 billion, that's with a B, views and counting. And that's the thing about social media posts that go viral. It just keeps going. 
I bet someone here this morning is thinking about take out your phone and check out which of those two posts that was. Well, what was that YouTube video that's been seen that many times? People start talking about it. People start wondering about it. And as more and more people talk about it, they say, well, I want to see it too. What makes a social media post go viral? People talk. What they see is so compelling or so interesting or so unique, they want other people to know about it. What if that happened with our lives as believers? It happened in Thessalonica. There was such a change in the people who followed Christ that those who came through the area and saw what was happening as they would travel back to their homes, they talked about it. You'll believe what's happening back there in that town. Those people are changed. What if, what if the presence of Christ was so profound in our lives that people couldn't help but notice? What if the love and mercy of Jesus was so bright in our lives that people couldn't miss it? What if the transformation that Jesus brings about in our life was so authentic that people couldn't stop wondering what happened? It happened in Thessalonica. Could it happen here? Well, there's three things that the Thessalonians did that impacted their world in such a way that it began to spread across the Roman Empire. Paul identifies these three things. They're in verse 9 and following. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Three things that Paul identifies that happened that just got people talking. First, the way that they had received Paul. Now, why would that be something that was special that got people talking? Well, you know, if you read about Paul's life, he didn't get received all that well in some areas. In fact, he got run out of several towns where he tried to proclaim the gospel. And so it happened even in the city of Thessalonica. Uh, there were some folks who tried to incite a mob to, to run Paul out of the city. But even as those things were happening, there was a traveling word that was getting around about how the believers of Thessalonica had received Paul and Silas. Now, it wasn't just about them accepting two men as friends. It made an impression about how they had been treated by the believers. And there was a realization that it was because of the gospel of Christ that they had received Paul and Silas in the way that they had done so. So the first thing that, that made people talk, that made people think, that, that made them want to say, hey, what's going on in Thessalonica was the way that they treated Paul and Silas. Hey, folks, here, here's something to get, get people talking. The way that we treat each other. What if the world looked at believers and the way that we loved each other, the way that we cared about each other, the way that we treated each other was so unique, so special, so amazing 
and so different that people would wonder, what's going on there? They don't act like everybody else in the world. They don't react to each other with the anger and the hatred and the fussing and the fighting that we do. What's so different about them? Well, that made an impact because of the way the Thessalonican Christians treated each other and treated Paul and Silas. People were talking. It was different. It was so unique. They couldn't stop. What if the way we treated each other was so special that people couldn't help but notice and talk about it? That's one way they made an impact. Hey, we can do that today. That can happen right here. We live in a world that's always arguing, that's always fussing about something. What if the world looked at us and said, wait a minute, they're, they're not doing that. What's different? That's so much better than what we have. What is it about them that causes them to treat each other with such love and such mercy and such grace? Wow. We can get the world talking by just treating each other the way that Christ has treated us. So that's one thing that got people talking, the way they treated their fellow believers. The second thing that Paul notes is the profound influence that Christ had on them. And he describes one specific thing, is that they had turned from worshiping idols to serving the one true God. Now here's the the key truth here. People not only saw the the difference in the way that, that they were living, and the way they treated each other, and the way they treated Paul and Silas, they saw that, but they also knew why. Now, this is important. Now, sometimes we will say, well, well, I don't witness with my words, I witness with my life. Well, that's good. It's great to witness with your life. We, we ought to live a life that, that people see as different, that, that Christ has done something in us that has changed the way that we live, but they need to know why. And that's what Paul says happened in Thessalonica. It wasn't just that they were treating each other well and they were living in the mercy of Christ. It was also well known that the reason why they were living that way was because they had turned from idols to the one true God. Folks, we've got to let people know why our lives have been transformed. And that will get them talking. Because they're already going to be wondering, hey, why are they living differently? Why are they so transformed? Why do they treat each other with such grace and mercy and love And then they say, hey, that's because of this guy, Jesus, that they worship. That's the second thing that got people talking. It wasn't just the way that they lived. It was also knowing the why they lived that way. Hey, that happened in Thessalonica. It can happen here in Springfield, too. What if people saw the transformation in our life, and then through the words that we proclaimed to them, they understood that it was because... Of Jesus. Folks, people don't want to live a life where they're fussing and fighting and feuding. and not, They don't want that. Nobody wants that. They want to know how to get out of that. And if they hear the answer, they're going to be talking about that. What, what if there is something in this Jesus? What if my life could be rid of all this pain and agony and hatred that that keeps coming back in my life. What if I could be rid of all of that? Maybe I need to find out who this Jesus is. That's what was happening in Thessalonica. It could happen here in Springfield too. Third thing that Paul notes is that they were anxiously awaiting the return of Christ. Now, Now, I'm not sure exactly how that got known widely, that they were watching and waiting for Jesus to return so much that people were talking about it. But I think I can guess... It was that the Thessalonians couldn't stop talking about it. Every time you'd meet one of them, they'd be talking about, wow, I wonder 
when the Lord's going to return. I wonder when Jesus is coming back. What if it was today? They were so excited about it. They were so thrilled about it. They couldn't stop talking about it. That's what good news does. Now, I know last Sunday was a tough week for some of us here in Missouri. It was hard to watch Kansas City lose. That was hard to watch. It was painful. Sorry to bring that up again. But just imagine if they had won. I guarantee you at every office, at every school, in every supermarket, on every street corner, somebody would have been saying, hey, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. They'd have been talking about it to everybody. And that's what was happening in Thessalonica. They were so excited, so thrilled to know that one day Jesus was coming back. One day we're going to see him again. They couldn't stop talking about it. And people noticed. If we got that excited about the return of Jesus, if we got that excited that we couldn't stop talking about it, people would notice that. And they'd be talking. When something good's happened, we naturally want to share it. And the Thessalonians were the same way. They couldn't hold it in. They were living a new life. They'd left behind all their old idolatrous ways, and people knew why. They saw it in the way they treated each other. They saw it in the way they treated Paul and Silas. They heard it in their words, and they saw it in the excitement that they had looking for the return of Jesus. It had an impact far beyond just the city of Thessalonica. It impacted communities to the north. It impacted communities to the south. And it was talked about everywhere. Got so excited, I busted my button. <laughs> You're going to be talking about that this afternoon. The pastor got so excited, he blew the button on his coat. Now, could this happen today? Am I just talking about something that couldn't happen today? Oh, no, it's, it is happening today. Listen to this. These are some reports from the International Mission Board. In southern China, in one year, one year, 12 months, missionaries saw 48,000 new believers and 1,700 new churches in one year. In fact, it was such an incredible number that folks in the IMB, they said, this can't be right. The number's got to be wrong. And so they sent some people over to investigate what was happening. And when they got there, they found out that the missionaries there had actually underreported the number by 40%. And the reason was, uh, one of the fellows there uh, he said, you know, I, I know you guys don't like big numbers, that you kind of are a little bit sketchy about that. And so he, they had not only been working with, with Baptist churches, they had been working with some other denominations who had missionaries there. And, and those missionaries were seeing the same thing. They were just having an explosion of new believers, an explosion of new churches. But, but they didn't report that back to the International Mission Board because they didn't want them to get mad about it not being Baptist. <laughs> In Cuba... During the 1990s, Baptists saw the number of churches grow from 235 churches at the beginning of the 1990s to 4,000 churches. And by 2015, there were more than 10,000 new churches planted across the nation of Cuba. 
on the Chinese island called Henan. It's an island that even the Chinese call the end of the earth. This is an island nobody ever gets to. But some missionaries did. And in eight years, they saw 90,000 people come to Christ. And they were able to see the start of 920 churches. Could that happen here? I believe it can. But just like in Thessalonica, it starts with us, with believers, living for Christ, treating each other in the way that Jesus has treated us, living in a way that proclaims to the world not only that we are transformed, but the reason why we've been transformed, because we know the Savior. It starts with making the hope that we have in Jesus the central focal meaning of our life. Folks, that'll go viral. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that what happened in the city of Thessalonica, what is happening today in places like China and Cuba, South America, Africa, many other places, Lord, that that explosion would happen right here. That we would do as the Thessalonican believers did. That we would live a life transformed by your grace. That we would treat each other in a way that would get people talking. That we would proclaim in a very clear message that the reason our life has been changed is because of you. And that our hope that we share in Jesus would be so profound, people couldn't miss it. Oh, Heavenly Father, this would be our prayer this morning, that the message of the gospel would go viral right here in Springfield, Missouri. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.